Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. This is Molly. And I'm Kristen. And Kristen, you know, it's kind of a bummer. We've started lots of podcasts this way, but the recession. All right. It's affecting everyone. You know, you see all sorts of stories about it. But I've been interested in this crop of stories popping up about not how the recession affects the workplace, but how it reflects in the home. Not just tighter spending, not just cutting back at restaurants and grocery stores, but actually the the dynamics in the home. Right, Molly. I think what you're referring to is is this kind of rash of trend pieces about at-home dads who were forced out of their job because of the recession and now they are staying at home while the wife is out working and mm-hmm. is, is the new breadwinner. Um, and I think the most telling statistic to talk about uh, is the fact that 82% of job losses from the recession have befallen men. And that's according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And to some extent, this is because men are in industries that haven't really stood up on the recession, manufacturing, construction jobs, mm-hmm. whereas women are in uh, slightly more recession-proof jobs that involve education, healthcare, things that we can't really afford to have cutbacks on. Right. But at the same time, um, you know, we still have the same kind of issues with, with female employment where uh, we're working fewer overall hours and more likely to have part-time jobs without health insurance or unemployment insurance, which is probably one of the reasons, another reason why they're more recession proof. Right. So a lot of people were, you know, looking at these statistics and being like, oh, this is such, you know, great news for women because they're finally closing the gender gap in the workplace. They're, you know, it's 50-50 split in terms of men and women in the workplace. But that's not really the whole story. It's, you know, it's a sad story for men. But there was sort of hope that if you could find a silver lining in this, maybe it was that men were staying home with the kids more 
and it would help out sort of with the gender role dynamics. Exactly. Um, cause a lot of these trend stories that we're talking about have, have looked not only at the number of men who are getting laid off and are ending up at home, but actually how they're spending their time at home. And I think that if you look at that, just these anecdotal cases, um, it says a lot about whether or not this is going to be a permanent shift toward more men taking, um, more responsibility at home. Yeah, it's actually kind of troubling, Kristen. You know, women might be the sole breadwinner, but they're still remaining responsible for all the domestic responsibilities. For example, here's a stat we got from the New York Times. Um, when women are unemployed and looking for a job, they still have to do all the work at home. They're taking care of the children, housework. Their work at home basically doubles. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're unemployed per se. But when a man is unemployed at home, his childcare duties are virtually the same as when he was working 40 to 60 hours a week. And instead of spending more time, you know, with the kids or cleaning, they're spending their time sleeping, watching TV, looking for a job. Right. They're more, they're more apt to consider that process of finding a job, hunting something down as their new full-time job at home and might be, um, a little less prone to taking out the trash more or cleaning or whatever it is. And I thought one of those interesting parts about all this was reading the comments that were attached to this New York Times article because it seemed like overwhelmingly like, uh, you know, there were some women who were sticking up for their husbands and saying he's been great since he's been at home. I've been a lot more stressed out and he's really, you know, taken up more of the household duties. But by and large, it was a lot of people complaining, like women complaining that their men weren't doing enough at home and men complaining that their wives were on their backs about <laughs> finding jobs. So, of course, they're not going to be, you know, vacuuming. They're going to be online posting their resume and looking for job openings. And overall, most people were saying that they have not reduced the amount of out-of-home childcare that they pay for, which I thought was pretty telling. So even though we have all these articles about how the number of stay-at-home dads uh, skyrocketing, we're really not seeing that at home it's making that big of a difference. Right. There's still a pretty pretty large complaint about um, from women saying that, you know, we're still having that quote unquote second shift of after work, we, we have to come home and take care of the household duties. But by the same token, um, some of these articles are also reporting that maybe women just aren't giving men enough leeway to take more control. Yeah. The more I read these articles about stay at home dads and this new trend, the more it seemed like women even though they're in the workplace more, are very hesitant to give up this role of being sort of the maternal primary caregiver. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a Forbes article that had an anecdote about a man who took his child to the doctor, um, you know, got a diagnosis, got a prescription, took the child home, and he just felt great because he'd been there for his kid. Um, You know, he'd really been able to to figure out what was wrong and care for him. And when the mom got home, she kind of, you know, she was lack of a better term, she kind of flipped out, took the kid to a different doctor, got a different diagnosis, got a different prescription, and sort of, you know, the anecdote kind of implied that she was uncomfortable letting go of that control of her child. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely seems like we're having a, a new challenge to these stereotypical gender roles. Like women might be out in the workplace. According to that same Forbes article, um, it said that women are now the primary breadwinners in nearly a third of double income homes in the United States. But there's still a lot of stigma surrounding um, women out in the workplace uh, bringing home the bacon and the men at home cooking it. Yeah. And even with, um, you know, like, let's say the stay at home dad takes his kid to carpool lane. He's not really being accepted by all the other moms who are in the same position. He's being viewed with suspicion. A lot of these articles talk about um, men who aren't invited to play groups, say, mm-hmm. you know, when they're just picking out 
clothes for their kids at stores, they get looks like, oh my gosh, it's a child predator. Like women are not willing to sort of accept that men can be in this role. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of this discussion has, has focused on like the dual parent households, but uh, there was an interesting stat also from the Bureau of Labor Statistics that said that at least 2 million dads in the U.S. take primary responsibility for taking care of that ch- their children. And that takes into account a lot of single dads who are fighting for more paternity rights in divorce cases who are shouldering not only the role of being the breadwinner, but also being the primary caregiver as well. So I think that indicates that if you do it a certain way, it can be done correctly. Mm-hmm. An article in the Monitor on Psychology from the American Psychological Association agrees with that fact, Molly. Um, according to the Monitor on Psychology from the American Psychological Association, um, in fact, some stay-at-home fathers can actually make for a better marital relationship. Aside from the stigmas that they have to face, um, these studies that they've done said that the relationships between husbands and wives are actually benefiting from uh, from these well-planned at-home dads. Now, maybe those are stats from males who chose to stay at home as opposed to males who have been forced home by this recession, which is how we sort of started this topic. Uh, but whether it's by choice, whether it's not by choice, it seems that the tip to success based on these articles we've read. And, you know, Chris and I spent some time perusing a few daddy blogs. Mm-hmm. There's a ever increasing community of, of stay at home dad online networks. Uh, but the, the key to this and to marital happiness really seems to be that you do not adopt the philosophy that a stay at home dad is Mr. Mom. Yeah. That was something that, that popped up in a few articles just said, just don't call him Mr. Mom. And it was kind of that thing that we were talking about before where this is challenging stereotypical gender roles a little bit. And, uh, men who are staying at home, especially by choice, don't just want to be considered like male nannies. Right. You, they want to maintain sort of that, you know, stereotypical masculine attribute. They're more likely to probably parent their children differently. They want to be seen as like a dad at home as opposed to a Mr. Mom. Yeah. And there was uh, an interesting point raised in uh, an article in the Boston Globe. And it said that what children need are adequate financial and emotional resources in short, stable environments that is not contingent on gender or biology. And I think that that's, that's a pretty important part of this whole whole debate. Right. We don't necessarily need a mom at home. We just need a good parent at home. Mm-hmm. So to answer our question, mm. so to answer our question, Kristen, I don't really know that the recession is going to change gender roles long term, domestic dynamics long term, because it seems like you're still going to come home from work and fit into a certain box. Yeah. And, and it's that whole issue of men who are being forced out of their job. They weren't electing to quit their job as, you know, a high ranking executive and come home and be, be an at home father. They were, they lost their job because of the recession. And chances are, if when the economy rebounds, those men are going to find jobs again and they're going to, to leave the home. But I think that what we can hope comes out of this is just sort of a greater awareness of the domestic sphere in general. You know, I was reading an article about how, you know, without work, these men were sort of, you know, becoming more involved in schools and running for school board. Mm-hmm. And the administration was expressing hope that, you know, once these men went back to the workplace, they still kept, you know, the issues of schools in their mind. And there might actually be something called the daddy track. 
Mm-hmm. It's similar to the mommy track, except, you know, it's affecting obviously like more men who are choosing, uh, like you said, if the, if their wife is making a significantly greater amount of money, these men might choose to, um, to stay home. And, uh, it's kind of similar penalties are, are coming up for men who are choosing to do that and then go back into the workforce after their kids are school aged, um, that women have had to face for so many years now. Right. So maybe if you have someone who was forced out due to a recession, he comes back. He's a little more accepting if a guy comes to him and was like, hey, you know, I want to I want flex time to stay at home with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and overall, I think that we can say that, you know, there has been a trend outside of the recession. There has been a growing number of at home dads um, in that Monitor on Psychology article. It said that uh, the numbers of at home dads have grown more than 60 percent since 2004. So it can't just be linked to the recession. Obviously, there are a lot more men at home because of the recession. But this has been a building trend for a while. Right. So just just to cover our backs, we do want to know, note that the thing to keep in mind about trends is they do not tell every individual story. You know, we may have some stay at home dads out there who've heard this podcast and feel that we have not represented their view at all, that maybe they do, you know, participate in the housework. So we're just throwing that out there so we don't have lots of angry emails. But we do want email from you guys to hear your perspective on this. So if you have a anecdote, comment, question about being a stay-at-home dad, have a stay-at-home dad in your life, then email us at momstuff at howstuffworks.com. And if you want to learn more about the economy and the recession, you can check out a whole host of articles on that at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.